Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much all right hey y'all it's five o'clock on monday and we are stealing beer i'm augie carton and I'm John Hall from the Steal This Beer Corrections Desk. Guys, did we I, make a mistake? I don't. I, we made two mistakes, and and I don't oh. like it when this happens. But it is uh, in the best interest of all of the thieves out there, as well as the accomplices who come on, uh, that we set the record straight. So when we had uh, the guys from Offset Beer on the show, uh, Augie, you referred to our very good friend Hillary of Rabbit Hill Malt House. Wait, are you talking about Heather? Heather? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about my good friend Heather? So you misidentified <laughs> Hillary as Heather on the show and we have wanted to set the record that, straight. Have you proven that? Uh, yes. She's just yes. being sensitive. She she was here at the house about a week or so afterwards and was was damn near inconsolable. <laughs> I still don't believe it. But no, sure. I remember him saying Sorry, that. Heather. I didn't catch that. It Sorry, was Heather. I didn't off. mean that at all. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. The other oh, thing Hillary. in the Sorry, Offset Hillary. Beer Show, and this one is on me. Uh, I was talking about folks who had visited the brewery recently, and I mentioned my good friend Jason Garris, who was down there, and I said that he was down there to ski. Uh, Jason reached out to me pretty pissed off, like kind of came in red pistol hot. Um he does he doesn't want people to think that he actually straps two things to his feet to go down oh. mountains. He is a snowboarder and oh. a proper one at that. So again, steal this beer correct uh you know regrets the error, corrects the error. We will Boy, endeavor is that a 1987 chip on your shoulder? <laughs> I can't Ski fucking patrol. believe people still care. Dude. Yeah. I'm a snowboarder. <laughs> Fuck you anyway, too. with all of that unpleasantness out of the way, <laughs> let's create some new mistakes. Can I introduce our accomplice? Let's yes. start. Let's get fresh. <laughs> hey, Matt Moon of Another Moon Brewing. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for coming out. Um, sorry for that ugliness at the top, Matt. You deserved you deserved better. No, I, yeah. I actually appreciate how thorough you are with your correction. So <laughs> I, I I I feel like when we're messing up names that it's going to happen at some point because we're recording over zoom and your name is not in your box it's it's true it's true if if you call me claire at any point we can maybe you know the the listener will understand that i i i feel like anybody <laughs> that listens to this show or knows me knows it's likely i'm going to screw the name up in the first place but when you write Claire under your face in the Zoom box, I don't think that's <laughs> on me anymore. I, th I think right. I think now we're putting that responsibility. Uh, I'm passing that responsibility. That's not on me. 
But anyway, no, totally. let's talk. So, 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 you know, Kennedy gives me the best notes in the world, which means Kennedy cuts and pastes what you tell him and sends it to me. But uh, I am going to, I'm going to ask you to just top of the show. You got to teach me some shit here. Cause one of my <laughs> ongoing, I think now six year old, two year projects, which has been dumped three times is me fucking around with mushrooms. Yeah. In beer. Yeah, in yeah. beer. Okay. And I have <laughs> I have clearly okay. I've clearly bit off a lot more than I can chew with my project. Yeah. But I don't even want to tell you what I've tried to do till you tell me what you do and how you do it. So I can try to learn from you before I fuck this up. Because I've I know my problem is I try to do Whoa. 50 things instead of 10. But tell me what you do with mushrooms. Tell me how you do it. Tell me what makes you delighted. Um, well, to be clear, uh, you know, I'm just learning. You know, we're, I think we're all just learning here. And so I, I definitely don't have any like special secrets when it comes to that. And also the, um, as far as like my history of, of making beer with actual mushrooms, um, that's like a pretty, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty new on that journey. Um, I can tell you that uh, over the, over the summer, I, I took a trip up to, um, wayward lane brewing which is up in uh schoharie new york and we we did a we you know we tried our hand at uh creating a saison with chanterelle mushrooms um and so we it was a really good year for chanterelle mushrooms and so we went out into the woods and we were all able to actually collect like a lot ourselves which was really cool um and then they had a lot of uh a lot of folks that come into their tasting room who are super psyched on it to to get in on it so we actually were able to add like quite a substantial amount of uh chanterelle mushroom to the uh to the whirlpool um okay and so like you know you're looking at like they have like a seven barrel system right and i think we got man i'm gonna get this wrong but i think we got like let's say like a hundred pounds of chanterelles wow like fresh huh. Which okay. is like a lot, you know, it's like multiple. <laughs> well, it's, it's if just just to be clear, for those of you that aren't at home, if you portioned them out into three ounce servings, grilled them and put them on a plate at any New York City restaurant, it's about seven hundred million dollars worth of mushrooms. <laughs> totally. right. And that was and that was before the current inflation yeah, prices. So was, now, that be, yeah, that right. was this is like supply side economics took over. No, yeah, totally. this is like okay. edible Bitcoin. Exactly. exactly. Um, and, and so what I can tell you is that that beer has not yet been released, but um, now because you're waiting for a special magic or because it's doing to you what mine's doing to me, which is changing every fucking time you taste it. Well, because and so I haven't been up there too much, but so I've been getting tasting notes secondhand. But um, but from what I'm hearing from Adam, who I was a, a trusted and respected brewer friend, um like you'd think that you're putting like that much of something in the kettle and you'd think that you'd be getting you'd think that you're creating this like insane mushroom broth which pretty much you are and like every time that i make like a mushroom broth of some sort or like a soup with mushrooms in the kitchen it's like it doesn't take a lot you can get a lot of flavor out of like a nice little addition um but there's so there's something going on where that flavor is getting you know turned into something else and i think that that leaves me kind of like my thoughts are this like that leaves me kind of in two places one 
is that as brewers, we want the thing that we put into the kettle to give us exactly what it's supposed to give us. So like, for example, with chanterelle mushrooms, we put chanterelle mushrooms into the kettle and we're like, where is the apricot flavor? And yet that's not what we're currently getting. And yet we put all of this, you know, addition in there. And so I'm just kind of left being like, you know, I still think that this is a worthwhile uh, experiment here. And like, obviously there, you know, anyone who's had chanterelle mushrooms knows that there's a lot of flavor in there. So it's, you know, it's, it's turning into something. It's becoming some type of, you know, some type of flavor, maybe not flavor, but it's, it's adding like almost like an energetic imprint, not to go too woo woo, but it's, it's adding something to that beer. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, with current explorations into adding fungi into beer. Who did we have on the show, Justin, that was talking about candy cat mushrooms and that fun maple flavor that we were getting? That was the that was the uh, show we did with the guys from Chicago, old uh, old Hickory. Is that what? Yeah. It was? Sent us the yeah. Uh, uh, old Irving. Yeah. Old Irving. Sorry. Um, they did a collaboration with uh, the brewery, the heavy metal brewery up in uh, up in Michigan. Okay. I can't remember the name. or Wisconsin. Sorry. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, wait, my problem with what you're, the two of you are saying is it doesn't make sense for the show. How would we be drinking a beer with somebody who made that beer? I know what you're talking about. I remember the candy cap and I remember being floored by how maple it was. Yeah. Um, and actually that helps me come back. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> to Matt, which is so where you're at now and what you're learning. And I love, I love what you're saying about it unfolding and that, that, you know, your expectations weren't met, but that doesn't mean there's not something to learn here. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like there's definitely some, if nothing else, some umami that comes with that play, but for where, for the process of learning. And like I said, I've got one that just keeps beating me down. I've literally dumped an entire 30 barrel batch and started over because of what I learned along the way. But as you learn these things or as you try to figure these things out at any point, do you wish you'd dried them and put them in post fermentation? Do you think there's because yeast, you know, because our yeasts, especially the wild ones are essentially part of that fungi family that, that chanterelles are part of. Do you think maybe there's an interaction there where the two of them are so evolutionary similar it's you know what i mean i'm just wondering what you were thinking because i've been thinking yeah. of all these things for all this process i'm just wondering what you're pulling out of it yeah totally. theoretically i'm not I mean, i'm not going to hold you to, as the yeah, yeah. you know as proven science but theoretically uh, what I are mean, you experiencing as you do it i mean i like that you bring that up that they are evolutionarily um you know related or scientifically related in the same family like yeast is fungi i think that I think that's just kind of like something that's kind of enamored me for a while is that like, um, I don't know, I, I just find that really special, I guess. But, but as a side note, as and as like a functional like process thing, like, absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really want I don't know that it's worth putting that much time and effort into something putting it in the kettle and then tasting it and being like, Oh, wait, like, we, we're not we're not tasting it at all. Right. So there's always going to be like, there's always going to be a point at which you're going to want to say like, yeah, can I, can I make an extract and put that in post, post fermentation or something like that? So 
I, you know, definitely still have like a lot of, um, a lot of experimentation to look forward to with that for sure. Very cool. Um, yeah. I, uh, like I said, so we, I overdid it. I did way too many things trip one. So I did trip two to kind of try to narrow it. And we got all the way to where I was like, okay, we're there. That's a beer that'll be interesting to add to the discussion. Let's put it out there. And the minute we bottled it, it went like a million percent oxidized. You know what I mean? Like, so, and we did everything right, but it yep. somehow felt like, you know, if you just think about pressing your thumb against a mushroom, the entire appearance and thing was like that, that black spot where you fucked sure. up the mushroom because you were a little too hard on it. Totally. And then I was like, all right, well, fucking put that over there. And I guess we'll try again because I never give up. But then like five weeks later, the brewer I do these projects with walks up to me. He's like, taste this. And I was like, that's great. How, what happened? And it's apparently in the bottle, the beer somehow healed itself. So now we're thinking about releasing it again. But again, I'm giving it another couple months to see if it does that to me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, I mean, that's fun, man. That's, that's super cool. <laughs> you know, to see something like that happen. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's so I was attracted to the project because of just the interest in the whole thing. And I don't know that some of it isn't my own brain writing myths about what's going on there, right? Because if you you know Stamets and Pollen and all those guys and their advocacy of all this, I'm like, I'm enraptured with this. We must figure out new games to play with mushrooms. And then without the myth, I think I'm annoyed. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about, I guess, how have I been talking so long word of glass one or can I can I yeah. move on to the Hudson Valley? All right, so let's just get to glass one. Uh, what brings us together on Steal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer, what it is, not what we hoped it would be. What it's doing, not what we thought it would do, and the experience we're having, not the experience we had to get it. To facilitate this, John and I drink blind. Matt, you have the beer obfuscated and foiled. Did you pour it into an opaque cup, or are you seeing color? I'm not seeing color. Lovely. Then we're all even. Um, Kennedy selected it, mailed it to us, and we're tasting it. I have a lovely little... Dark brown ale, is that fair? It tasted when I first tasted, I thought I had the Schwartz beer and it got black in my head, but right now it's drinking a little browner. Does yeah. that make sense to you? That's actually 100% where I was at, where I, I thought it was a Schwartz beer at first. And then it started to change a little bit. I was going brown, but it's not quite a brown ale. Like it's not quite as, you know, the, that, right. that, that light little roast. Uh, isn't there there's a little bit of sweetness on the back end of it almost like a tea like sweetness um uh definitely tea. Like your, tea, your tea tannin is is why i'm now in british brown but mm -hmm. there's a part of the fermentation so the fermentation is what's confusing me because i keep flipping back between ale and um who's got a, a train, train. house i'm matt are you training jason yeah, so my apartment is uh, not too far from the Amtrak, actually. And I'm looking out and I can see the Hudson River, too. So, Whoa. wow. That's my ne that's our next topic of conversation. I um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's talk about this beer. So, so the fermentations will hang me up because there's that super astringency cleaning finish on it that that I want to either ascribe to the roast or to the fermentation to to a um, a lager fermentation. But all the notes I'm getting on this are like you. And what's funny is it feels like it oxidized very quickly in the glass. 
like when I poured it, it didn't happen, but now it's already rounding out and it's already, you know, showing some, some fruits and stuff that I didn't expect to come out of it. Um, but that's where I'm at. Matt, what are you getting in your glass? Yeah. So I'm definitely getting, you know, like English dark mild vibes off this, um, uh, on the palate, it's, uh, I'm getting like, it, it, it's pretty clean, but I'm getting like a little bit of that kind of like copper thing that you might get from a dark beer. Okay. Yeah. I think copper is what I'm trying to describe as a syringe. And I like that note. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can get, I, yeah, that, that sort of tea. The, the, there's like a metallicness to to but yeah so i yeah. wanted to say peroxide but i skipped it because it doesn't feel like the hops are driving it and i didn't okay. want to confuse that with when i use that sensation otherwise but there's definitely a metallic cleanliness to it i love yeah. that copper note yeah. yeah thanks dude that's super cool all right i'm gonna keep that so where am i drinking this i am drinking this probably for the rest of this show it feels like a good sipper <laughs> it definitely feels like a fun you know, like I don't think I won't enjoy it going where it goes. Or it's a sixteen ounce can for those of you that I don't think Care I said that, such, but I can imagine yeah. I can imagine fifteen ounce, fifteen more ounces of this being fun to sip on while we talk. No, yeah, this is this is one of those ones that uh, when I'm watching the World Darts Championship that I would I would want in a mug next to next to my. <laughs> I could see that. I like a dimpled a dimple a classic dimpled mug. Yeah, of this. Yeah, Matt, yeah. what about you? Um, man, I f- I'm feeling like this one's really actually taking me to like, to like an actual European pub, you know, it's, uh, it's doing the trick for me. Like it's clean. It's got that kind of metallic thing. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm sitting in a, sitting in a pub at like 3 PM on a Sunday having a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So well, as, as well, it's uh one PM, but, but uh, still, I imagine in 90 minutes, it'll taste even better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right good uh kennedy yep what are we so drinking? matt is right this is an english dark mild this is from duchess ales who's based in brooklyn we had mike on the show uh about a year and a half ago this is called magister it is made Wait, with what's it called mad magister oh magister. like magi yeah stir uh okay. made with floor malted maris otter uh east kent golding and fuggle hops is very traditional uh Let's see what else. Roasted barley and oats, he says. And oats? Yeah, he says oh. uh, roasted barley and, and oat malts. Okay. So uh, it's 3, 3.6% alcohol. Um, oh, lovely. So yeah. a very sessionable beer. Thank it's you, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I just said we're getting started. We're just getting started. Yeah, we're warming up. We're, yeah, just. <laughs> we're, we're at about just so you know matt we're at about 30 percent of where justin's been starting us for the last couple shows yeah, the next show is going to be a stovepipe of utopias <laughs> there we go of of, of bourbon barrel aged utopias anyway matt you brew in the hudson valley that's um, correct and i so i think about the hudson valley a lot i don't know like it feels like it's this perfect enough away distance where it seems like a different land to me but it's close enough and so many of our friends are up there that i have a familiarity with it but but i think about the hudson valley a lot more than i think about anywhere else people brew and one of the things that occurs to me is i wonder if as you know 10 years now that 
that I've been doing this, you know, it's 12 years ago, I met chief and, you know, it's eight years ago or six years ago, I met Evan and, you know, it's, it's, it's where I go when I have time to kill and I want to drink beers and it's just far enough away that I'm not in Jersey and dealing with anybody that I might have to do business with, but it's close enough that I can do it a lot. <laughs> but I was wondering, you know, as we talked about you coming into your own as a brewer, I was wondering if there's a pick a lane kind of thing up there right now, because I think one of the things your area does great is if you want an IPA, you can go to chief. And if you want a sour, you can go to Evan. If you want a lager, you can go to Dan. And if you want a, you know, a foodie inspired thing, you go to Hudson and blah, 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 blah. And I know everybody we're talking about has a list of everything they do, but each one of them not only has a forte, but they're top in class in their forte. So I'm wondering as you decide to go out on your own and, and start doing your shit up there, does that give you a ton of liberty or does that give you a, I got to pick a way to stand out in this group kind of thing? Totally. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think for me and what, you know, like, you know, so I've, I've now released one beer under the another moon brewing label uh, and that's called earthly pleasures. And it's a Saison pretty, pretty classic Saison. Um, and for me, it was less about like, what is everyone else doing and how do I fit into that? And it was much more about me being like, all right, I have this opportunity to, you know, um, kind of make my own stuff and, and display some of what I'm, what I'm thinking about. And for me, it was essentially like, it was a no brainer, like Saison and like large format bottle, like 750 milliliter Saison is just something that I have um has just always held a very special place um in my heart like since I started brewing so it, it was really kind of like uh yeah it really came from more of a place of like coming from the heart and coming from kind of like where where my roots in the industry are um rather than being like oh what you know how do I fit into this you know this landscape and it's not to say that like I don't think about that um but but yeah that's yeah Per, yeah, and I, I love you know that we're we're all always preaching that the world needs more and more good saison. So even if everybody up there was only saison making, I would encourage you to run down that path. I just you know, I, like I said, it's I think you know I, I don't respect a ton of people, but a ton of the people I do respect are your neighbors. So I was just wondering if that was a yeah different kind of pressure on life um no same here I mean I think that like you know you mentioned like like Evan has been someone that's been like super supportive of like he'll come up and like if he's if he's coming up to Germantown to pick up malt he'll like swing by the brewery and we can just sit and like have a beer and and talk about talk about whatever talk about life talk about beer and so I think that in that way it's um you know like my engagement with with other brewers in the area has been super supportive, you know, which is like a narrative that you hear a lot in craft brewing. Um, and it's just kind of nice to know that it, it definitely is still very much alive out there. Yeah. John, I, I thought I felt you starting a question. Did you want to say no, something? No, no, I was, I was, 
uh, thinking about the times where, you know, Evan just happens to show up and you can sit around and talk and hang out with him. And all of a sudden a guitar magically appears. And then all of a sudden uh, it's four days later and you're wondering how you wound up in yeah. Kansas city at a yeah. blues bar and barbecue. Just to, and just to be clear, this is in no way Augie Carton's Evan Watson experience. I, I know that it's a lot of the rest of the world's Evan Watson experience, but for me, it seems to be Evan wants to see what happens. If you add a to B and I'm the Petri dish, he does that with, um, but, yeah, but there's usually music and good nice, food. Oh, there's always music and good food and yeah. usually a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to be on the right side of it. I mean, there's, I I can't imagine, I can't think of a time I was around Watson that a hatchet didn't come into play at some point (laughs) and even to stir beers. Anyway, so let's talk about the Saison you made. Um, Did you pitch? Did you culture? Did you pitch and culture? Did you, did you all New York grain, which is so sexy up there by you? To um, get these people to drink yeah. your beer, man. Get them, get them, get them. Yeah, pumped. no, I mean, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, this, so this beer, Earthly Pleasures, um, I, I went with all lab cultures. So I, I have so much respect for cool shit brewing. Um, and I have so much respect for kind of like in trying to introduce wild and, and funky yeast in that way. Um, but with what I'm going for here with this current, current project right now is to try to harness that like that life force like that vitality that like freshness that you can get from a really good saison um to try to harness that in in other ways and and for earthly pleasure is kind of the the biggest way that i that i'm doing that and this you know i'm not the only one doing this as you mentioned but like you know it is a super special thing to be like i live in germantown new york so i live in the same town that um that hudson valley mall uh run by dennis um is in and so i can like bop down there and like talk to him and like you know learn learn about the different grains that he's using um and and then i actually there's a farm up in um ancramdale new york called uh, Hudson Valley hops and grains. And it's run by this guy, Stuart Farr. And, um, he's just doing like phenomenal work up there. He's somebody who, who really cares about like soil health. And he really cares about, um, you know, trying to grow some like cool old, older varieties of wheat, um, that, you know, as we know, have been bred for flavor instead of being bred for just like disease resistance, et cetera, things like that. So, um, so the, the specific variety of wheat that I ended up using for earthly pleasures is called Rouge de Bordeaux. Um, Neat. And, uh, and yeah, it comes from... Tell uh, me more. comes from France. Yeah, so <laughs> talk slower, talk slower. Um, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it comes from, from France and it was bred for, for bread production. Um, and it has... If only it, the French knew anything about making bread... Right. If only the French <laughs> flavors, right? So, um, so yeah, like I'm just trying to, to harness that vitality that you can get from using these super, super incredible, super delicious varieties of wheat, um, and, and super fresh grain and, and kind of encapsulate that in the Saison. So let's, let's, let's stay there for a minute. Let's talk about this border about what percentage of your grist was it 
And now that you've done it, did you, did anything jump out to you, you know, while you were mashing, while you were, you know, along the tasting process through to finish, are you think, seeing anything that you're, you're mentally ascribing to this ingredient? Like convince me to use it in a beer is I guess what I'm right. saying. Like, you right. know what I mean? Sell me it. Definitely. I mean, so I, I first of all, I used about, uh, I want to say like 35%. Um, Jesus. Yep. Are you hand stirring up there? Your arms must be tired. No, That's no, a lot no. of wheat. <laughs> no, no, no. We got it. We got it right. Um, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, uh, it, again, it's one of those things where like, I, I think it comes back to kind of um, so, something that I've been thinking about a lot, which is just that like, uh, we're looking for, we're looking for each input into our beer to always come out in this very like direct way. Like, oh, I put this thing in and this is exactly what I'm getting out. And sometimes that like absolutely happens, right? Like if you're going to find like certain, a certain new variety of hop, you're going to put X amount of that into the kettle and it's going to come out and you're going to be like, yep, I definitely taste citra or whatever. I definitely right. taste mosaic. Um, but like beer is such a, you know, it's such a like kind of mysterious and, and magical process, especially when you start to get into the funkier fermentations, especially when you start to get into Saison, into that territory. So really, uh, for me with, with using this, you know, this local grain, it's, it's not so much about like, you know, like I can taste the grain and eat it and be like, oh, this is delicious. It has these qualities, but, um, you know, like, I feel like it's more of a thing where like you, you put it in there and it has like all of this, uh, you know, vitality to it. And that translates to through to a really healthy fermentation, which translates into the yeast and the hops all kind of doing their dance. And, and you wind up with this thing in the glass where you're like, yeah, I couldn't exactly put my finger on like, where that you know how that all happened how that all transpired but it definitely has a you know uh, some you know it has something yeah. there it's magic it's the magic of four ingredients for sure yeah. speaking of which mm. kennedy so you know every now and then when i completely give up on kennedy and think he's just trying to get us fucked up he does one of these beautiful a b progressions where i'm delighted because it's as if so there's a there's a cookbook out there, John. Oh, I'm talking about beer two. Everybody <laughs> who wasn't paying attention. Sorry, I'm moving on to beer two. Fucking Kennedy. So there's a really cool cookbook that was put out a while ago by I'm forgetting oh, the first guy's name. Um, no, no, no. It was uh, the guy who wrote all the recipes for the New York Times Wednesday food section. Um, yeah. Mark Bittman? Bittman. Bittman. Oh, Bittman. So. So Bitman, everything. Um, how to cook everything, right? And yeah. how to cook everything, vegetables or something. Right. But anyway, Bitman put out a not that cookbook, Kennedy. Stop, stop trying to spoil the, the reveal. <laughs> Big, Bitman put out a cookbook with John George von Drichen, and they basically did twenty recipes three ways, right? So Bitman would take the first. So just say you're doing an egg. Bitman would give you a fried egg and butter with toast or something like that. And then the two of them would make a recipe together that was kind of, you know, soft scrambled eggs or, you know, or an omelet or whatever. And then Von Drichen would put together the 
five-star version of, you know, soft scrambled eggs with caviar and truffles or whatever. And it was just, you know, here's beef and here's a very simple, it was something like simple to spectacular or whatever, but it was, you know, three steps along the way of learning a cook. Here's a basic recipe. Everybody can do, do this and you'll see these things. Now take what you've learned there and make this. And then Bang Jichen would do, you know, ridiculous food with it. And it was a really neat book and I loved it. And I'm De- desperately trying to find whether I filed it under Bitman or Vondrichin so I can tell you what it is, but I'm failing and I want to pay attention. Anyway, I feel like that's what we're doing here because a lot of what I tasted in A is in B, mm. but kind of dialed and softened and prettied and and where after I poured and swirled A and bunched it around i was like i'm getting a little bit of fruit those fruits are in this one you know what i mean there's some red fruit to the finish of this one there's kind of a every all the flavors are kind of homogenized better so it's not i'm tasting this now i'm tasting this on now i'm tasting this it's kind of like a web of i'm getting this and this into this kind of thing and i'm wondering if kennedy's just lucked into this or nailed it by design that, that this is an evolutionary i feel like it's the same ingredients in a different process if that makes sense okay that was a journey that you took that us on yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm here for i so know i spring, I'm, you know you know what happens to augie carton in spring man it's, it's fucking i gotta get out there i gotta he's just pollinating everywhere feel uh, things and write stories and anyway go on you're uh, your turn. No, I'll Matt, try to do better than that. I'm not going to, but I'm going to ask Matt uh, his thoughts on this beer. Yeah. Um, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I feel like this is an ale. I feel like this is, this could be in that same English category. Um, definitely getting some like fruitier hop stuff going on. Not, not full on like American, but maybe like a brambling cross kind of, kind of vibe or something like that. Um, yeah, let me see. Yeah, there, there's some sort of what, so, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say there, there, there's some sort of sugar on the back end of this that I can't quite put my finger on. Like, it's not quite caramel. It's not quite, you know, that vanilla flan or, you know, brulee. Um, Can you say there, flan again? I know it's uh, I, 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 listen, wow. I, I need to add mistakes wow. as we wow. go. What do you want from me, man? I, I just that was the most Jersey I've ever felt talking to you. It's <laughs> it, sneak, it sneaks out now and again. I feel like we might. I feel like we might be drinking in New Brunswick tonight. As long as it's a place that has you just, a you martini. Just said flan. You just I know. Said flan. I know. I know. And as, as I was saying it. I just I felt it and I'm just I'm tired, man. Um <laughs> tired. I had such a bad night last night. Um I'm so tired. Uh hey, sorry. Flan. Hey, uh, hey, let's as, let's, as let's pop over to Barcelona for a little flan. <laughs> I I mean in, in fairness, like this is the state where most of our foods are not pronounced correctly. So it's it's fine. Um, just just so you know the entire the entire time that uh <laughs> that matt was discussing kind of the magic and and wanting to see the 
the you know the seed you planted bloom in the final product and being uh-huh. okay with that not happening and and kind of thinking bigger picture i was trying to work in a good bolero snort joke about the great way to fix that is just to throw a flan into your beer but then you gave me you gave me the way and now i'm happy <laughs> all right um but there's so there's like this sort of burnt coffee sugar thing that like like a very light roast coffee sugar um that i'm getting off of the back of this and i'm going to agree that it's an ale at, at, at some point again like i had that thought from from like the first beer of like oh maybe this is a schwartz beer maybe it's a lager um i'm definitely in the ale category um but it's there there's something familiar about it but it's also something that does not come across my palate enough where I'm easily able to identify what this is. I, I will say I'm having trouble divorcing A from B, as my speech would suggest, but the attack of the grains in A is the finish on the palate of B. And and I like that, right? Where Where A was all about, here's some roasted malts and other stuff. This is here's some beer that ends on some roasted malts, and okay. I, and that's like I said, I for so I'm gonna write the story that I would like to put this together in a pairing in a discussion. And my problem is I don't think B is necessarily an ale. I know both of you agreed on that, but I think you may be wrong. Um, but either way, there's something in the two processes where, like I said, I would I would bet you a lot of this grist is the same and it's just the fermentation difference that's giving the different impression, especially the fruitiness. I think those are not hot fruits, but, but malt fruits, my opinion. Anyway, like I said, I can't separate it from a, so I'm thinking everything in terms of a, uh, Matt, where are you drinking this beer? Uh, let's see. Man, I think you knew this was coming. Yeah, no, let's see. So like this beer, I feel like we're talking about how it has a little bit more sweetness. It has a little bit more kind of something to chew on. Like, I think I'm, I'm drinking this beer around a bonfire. Like I could be, I could be standing outside drinking this out of the can, just talking to some people hanging out. So you're saying if we started with the sports and the first beer, we could end up at Evans with some hatchets and a big yes. fire Definitely. and this I, yeah i would i would toss a hatchet <laughs> to this beer with this beer absolutely this is hat- so everybody that tosses hatches thinks it's a double ipa sport and it's so clearly a light english mild sport <laughs> <Exactly>. see <laughs> the, the thing i i really hope that this does have a low abv like the last one as well though because... i think it's a little warmer dude i've got a little pink in my cheeks i'm looking at the beer right now because yeah, i, I, I want it to... i'm gonna make it six <sighs> See, I Not want 3. it to be 6. a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter, only because this would be one of those beers where you could transition into, you know, hatchet play or wherever, um, but not <laughs> wow, have that. Wow, hatchet play. <laughs> when you say it, why does it sound like a fetish? <laughs> like prior to this, who says Matt it's and not? I, Matt and I were headed out to the mall to throw hatchets around and now all of a sudden yeah. you're in the hatchet play i'm right i'm right there you're with making you. me awkward Holly. you're making i'm me I'm, I'm right i'm right there with you just put this on before we go out there gotcha. um and uh, talk slower yeah. talk slower <laughs> it's a safety harness all right just i need to tell you again um but i feel like that th- this is one of those ones where 
if you had this throughout the course of a long afternoon hanging out by the time seven o'clock rolled around, you could then pour a proper drink if you wanted to, as opposed to like being poured into a cab. And that's what I hope this beer is, as opposed to you it. have two pints of it, and then all of a sudden, it, it like yeah, that pink cheek glow turns uh-huh. into now it's ten o'clock, and holy yes. shit, did somebody see? That's just what lose I think this beer is. I think this yeah. is one of those beers where I say to you, or maybe to Matt, or maybe to both of you at eleven, why didn't we stop to eat? Right. And I feel like this beer just just <laughs> sees me through two or three meals. Yeah, just long enough to be like, no, let's get another. We'll, we'll eat later, and then all of a sudden, it's you know, you're getting you're getting texts from my friends about what I did last night. So oh, yeah. I think I think this is the kind of beer where you need to have a pack of emergency uh, bratwurst. So you can right, you're standing by the fire, and you can be like, all right, something's going on here. What time is it? Like, all right, let's, let's pop some brats on the fire. Let's you know, let's stabilize. This is. This in, is Ferris, literally emergen- what this is literally why Bass invented jerky. Yeah, but um, but I see, mean, here's my thing. Though, but I want to point this out. Of hatchet play. I want to yeah. point this out into my. Uh, <laughs> geez, emergency bratwurst is my safe word during hatchet play. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what I uh, I want to point this out to you before we do the reveal. Your brain went to German food. I think it's a lager. Okay. I, I'm uh, Matt's right. instinct there. Yeah. Matt's instinct there is lager food. Not he nope. didn't say no, I, let's get let's that. get some yeah. shepherd's pie. All right. Yeah, he said let's get some brats. So this All is right, a, Kennedy. This is an alt beer. So you're both kind of right in some ways, I guess. I guess. Um, we were all right. What? We were all right and all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're all right and all wrong. <laughs> completely uh, right. Completely wrong. Yay, uh, alt. Beer. This is from Crooked Run <laughs> Fermentation. <laughs> Which is in Sterling, Virginia. Run? Yeah, outside DC. Um, I'd never heard of them, but uh, my great uh, beer shop, Beer Witch, had this, and I thought it looked pretty interesting. It's called Alternator. Five percent. Five percent alcohol. Nice. All right. Before I can single decoction. Um, yeah, the decoction might be why I was thinking lager. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. crooked run. Fermented cool. Well, well done, crooked run. I feel like if you're going to name yourself Crooked Run, you should only make 13% beers because that's what makes me run crooked. I think most of their other portfolio is like hazies and DDH stuff, but uh, this St- was a little Yeah, bit. more of God. this, please. Yeah, yeah, do this. More of this. Yeah. You know what's funny, though, is that I'm wondering if this is part of the aluminum supply side, end of the world debacle that we're all living through in craft right now, but there can end is like Miller Gold. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. They're they're top, yeah. Yeah, when I was, when I opened it and saw that, I was like, if Kennedy sent us a fucking Miller, and then it turned out to be this lovely little alt beer. Well done, Kennedy, you got me. You got Um, me, Kennedy. What was the other brewery that used to have Crooked in it? They they did bottles and had like a cartoon guy running the maze. No, not Crooked Stave. No, there's like was it wasn't there like a crooked lane brewing or something where there was like a, a cartoon guy running through a maze. Sounds familiar, a, John, but I, I I can't think of it. I know there's ten thousand breweries these days, yeah. but it's like an old school one. And we all know anyway. I don't pay attention. 
No. Anyway, um, so it's time. Kennedy, can you produce a letter? Yeah, I got a letter for you. <gasps> Facebook works. We got Yay, good from... job. Was that you on Facebook again? Yes. Good job, buddy. I'm the I'm the guy behind the producer. All right. So Kennedy, you see when John writes on Facebook, we need letters, we get them. Maybe you should try that. Yeah, I thought about that one time. <laughs> and then he's like, Hall's going to do it. And he just like, turned Hall back over it and had it necessary. And it'll yeah. work. Why would I fuck with what works? Kennedy's like, I'm busy in the middle of hatchet play right now. Why am I going to stop <laughs> on Facebook? All right. So we got a letter from Saison Slayer 69, but not the, <gasps> not the real Saison Slayer wow. 69. Oh, Wait, what? Cat? Yeah. He, this person, An homage account? So then, so is he it, like dot liv saison no. slayer so it's saison slayer 69 at gmail but he says in his at the bottom he says i'm not the real saison slayer he's not ct magaha unfortunately who has kind of dropped off uh my was, radar i haven't was was ct also uh chucky chess sweater no that's a guy from philly uh, okay. i won't say his real name um okay and then so, let me and then I, real quick guys so yeah. Forgive me uh, if uh, this is common knowledge, but but it sounds like there might be a lineage of Saison Slayers here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a torch has been passed to a new generation of Slayers. Did you pick this letter because we had a Saison producer on, or is this no. purely coincidence? Purely coincidental. Um, right. I do like that name. All right. Um, well, this is welcome. very... Welcome short, to the world, new Saison Slayer. Very short question, but uh, uh-huh. it should be fun. All right, so he's saying, uh, oh, and his name is Cream Puff War, is how he has it on the, on the, uh, the, that's who it's from. So, you know, there's a, there's an email address, but his, his name per se is Cream Puff War. I don't know where that comes from. Is Cream Puff War one of those shows that ruined food TV? I don't know. I've never heard of it. I don't, it's, I don't watch oh, yeah. that stuff anymore. So I used to back before it was cream puff wars so he says kennedy my man dearest august daddy john. hey that's me i made it in a letter daddy john <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there's somebody who knows hatchet play. So this is somebody from the hatchet play world yeah <laughs> <laughs> ryan and guest so he says which american beers are on your mount rushmore of beers oh this is oh, open ended Kennedy. Don't get it twisted. Whatever Mount Rushmore means to you, top most important, etc. And he's American says, beers. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Yeah. Four in no particular order. Oh. Oh. Can't pick your right, own. I'll go for. I'll go first because I'll keep it nice and basic. Boat. Oh, dub. I'll keep it. It's clearly well, boat. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's only boat. <laughs> It's boat, 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 it's boat, boat four times. <laughs> oh, you mean we, Mount, that's Mount why we boat put more. in a four pack, John, just for this yeah. question. Um, no, I would say, all right, so this is cruel to make me do, but I'm gonna go with Fat Tire, Sierra, uh, Nugget, and 60. Interesting, I'd put 90 before 60 personally. Uh, yeah, you don't list. drink as much as I do. I have uh, a healthy fear of 90. Um, I love taking Amtrak <laughs> just for, you know, the unlimited <laughs> 90s uh, that I that I pay for. But it's yeah. it's still unlimited <laughs> 90s. 
that's I, I remember like years ago, like Amtrak was Dogfish Head's biggest customer of that beer for a period of time. I don't oh, know if that's still true. IPA. Yeah. Yeah. 90% IPA. Like, yeah. Yeah. Amtrak was the biggest buyer uh, on that Northeast Corridor line. Um, I, I, you didn't have any loggers on there, though, did you? Nah. I mean, I feel like if you're going to talk about American, you know, beer history or important, meaningful beers, that there should be a lager on there. But I'm trying to think of what he didn't ask America's Mount Rushmore for beer. He asked mine. I understand. But I'm but I'm and I grew up. I grew up. You know this, but I grew up in a house where they wrote books about lager like lager has just there's never been a lager where I was like, oh, that's different. I I. I came to my awakening with what was possible in the American ALC. And those are the ones that changed my, my opinion. All right. So the ones that changed my opinion then would have been 90 red hook ESB. Um, fuck. I mean, probably tank seven from Boulevard and I guess Sierra pale probably just for the, yeah. All right, Matt. This is a big. Yeah. I, I don't feel like this is a fair question to a guest, but you don't have this to is the show Matt. you're on. No, yeah, he has to no I'll, I'll give her a shot here. So, um, I'm gonna go with. So I'm from Minnesota originally. So I'm gonna go with um, Summit, Summit Brewing Company, Summit Pale Ale, um, Fat Tire. Uh, let's see. So, so is this is this craft only? I'm kind of confused. Or is this like American? No, no, no. It can be. No, it doesn't yeah, it can be. It can be whatever. I mean, Bud yeah. Heavy, man. Um, I'm definitely throwing. I'm going back to Minnesota, and I'm throwing hams in there because I think <laughs> yeah. hams can, like nice. and, you know really has like a time and a place. Uh, let's see, what do I got left? Two left. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you have one left because you did hams, tire, and summit pale. Summit pale. <coughs> so mm. you only got to do one I, more, unless you I, believe I'm it. A five head. I'm going Sierra Nevada pale ale. I really do love pale ale. I'm putting it on there twice. Yeah. yeah. Cass. What's the question? Hello. Wow. I'll go. I'll go. All right. All right. <laughs> man. I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> sorry, Matt. You deserved better than that. Yeah, uh, sorry, all right, Matt. Kennedy, go for it. <laughs> all right. Um, so Sierra Pale, uh, Great Lakes, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Oh, good Ooh, choice. Right, well so, good so I choice. came of age in. I, I feel like you studied up for this one. No, no, no. I just, I, so I started drinking craft beer when I was living in Cleveland. So that's why that's on there. Okay. Um, I want to say Victory Prima Pills. Fair enough. And um, shit. What's, I, I, don't say both. And I'm going to say it. Dale, Dale's Pale Ale. I like it. Oh, that was, now you're off. <laughs> I'm a new producer. That's, a, that's another hatchet beer there. Dale's pale. That's ale. A for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> especially double Dale's and stovepipes, which is one of the booby traps Kennedy recently set for us. I will yeah. never do that again. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. tough. I will tell you this. So, so when you said hold, hands, hold on, yeah. too, too hearted, too hearted, not Dale's, too hearted. Sorry. Okay. That's All right. Better. All right. Sorry. You, you live on to fight another day, Kennedy. <laughs> um, 
But Matt, when you said hams, stro- fire brewed strohs popped into my head. I drank a lot of stroh in high school and had a, and I hadn't seen it in 30 years. And I was out in Kentucky with the against the grain guys. And we went to knock bar or some bar out there and found, uh, and there was stroh cans in a fridge of like hams and all the other, you know, old style and all those. And I was like, I love stroh. And I bought one and it really still clicked with me. I was like, I love this beer. So if I had to do that, I would throw fire brewed stroh on as my, my high school beer. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming out, bro. It was really. Oh wait, nice is Cass going to gonna answer? Is Cass ready? Oh, Cass, are you ready? High school beers. That's what we're no, talking about. No, oh. the Mount Rushmore of American <laughs> beers. Oh man, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Trogue's Rugged Trail, and Primo Ooh, like All right, and I got one more. Uh, fuck. Just trying to think of those gateway beers that you know brought me. Who's to your George this. Washington? You've got a Lincoln. Who's your yeah, who's your wooden teeth? <laughs> my wooden teeth. Fuck, man, that's that's a hard one. Yeah, I'd say sixty minute probably. Right. Yep. Do you not know that a couple of us did say sixty? Do you think you're breaking new ground? I like I said, I wasn't listening. So. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I turned ugly right, at the end thanks, here, Matt. Cass. Thanks, Cass. Anyway, Matt, this is the point where I say thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. And I love so like I said, it's spring and I'm I'm it's spring and it's the spring after two years of being stuck in the house. So I'm feeling like I need to go find myself and my creativity again. And the mushroom project was one of the ones I've been wrestling with for five years. So I was delighted you gave me an ability and a and a promise to to readdress that in the magical side of things and not in the practical side of things. Right. on. Um, so Thank I very you. much appreciate that. Uh, and you should tell them how to get your, your tasty bevies as you move past one. Yeah. So um, you can go to www.anothermoonbrewing.com. And I have a list of uh, available stockists on there as well as at another moon brewing on instagram and all the all the pertinent information will be found there love it man thank you so much now Cass, this is a point where you add value so get on it yes uh write us a lovely letter like we just had steal this beer podcast at gmail.com follow us on all social medias at steal this beer see what we're drinking on untapped at steal this beer and all those patreons thank you so much uh you know, those those dollars do go a long way to get Matt beers uh, and other folks. So, you know, if you'd like to donate, uh, that is patreon.com slash steal this beer. All right. Thanks, Perfect. y'all. Get at us. Cheers. Cheers.